It is time to blast off inside the kennel. And now, here is the Tomahawk Missile himself, Vindog Radio. They put my dad in jail and they raided my whole house. And, you know, there are so much political prisoners in the, in, in, in the country right now. They're waiting for help. And I think, you know, if you are uh, following the, the things that are happening in the Middle East, you kind of know what kind of person Erdogan is. He threatens whole Europe about a refugee situation. And he is pretty much... Uh, leading the country like a mafia leader, but I I feel like you know the Europe European Union America needs to step in and do something about it because you know Turkey's played a very important role on Middle East and, and, and uh, Europe, so I believe we should definitely do uh, something about it. Yes, we should do oh. something about it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Kindle with myself, Vin Dog Radio, a Money Bin production. Please follow my man, Money Bin, the super producer extraordinaire, on Twitter, Instagram, and Rumble at Money Bin Productions with the Z. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I am so excited to bring this show to you. Our special guest from Real American Voice, Amanda Head, will be coming up soon. And yes, I uh, asked her to follow you, Money Ben, so don't worry, bro. You're good to go when she gets to it. She's got a lot of work to do today. <laughs> Being on the podcast is a job in its own self. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be fun today, and I hope you guys are enjoying it on podbean.com. Yes, over 5 million downloads of the Podbean app. We're available on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and wherever you shall download podcasts. And thank you so much for loving and following the podcast. And please, let's grow the numbers strong this year in 2022 because you just never know, this might be the end of the age coming around the corner. Just so you know. So, you heard Eni's Freedom in the beginning of this podcast. He was talking about them raiding his house because he's outspoken, arresting journalists, This is crazy. People, you need to wake up, America. This is what is happening in different countries around the world. And a lot of you want to capitulate to the uber-left regime loving situations. (laughs) It's crazy. So, what's good is now considered evil, and what is evil is considered good now. You see how the tables have turned? Everything is upside down and inside out. America needs to wake up. If you know what I'm talking about, come on, can I get a Yes, indeed, you may get a hallelujah. Praise God. This is getting nuts, man. And then the other day, Joe Biden made those comments comparing George Floyd to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And then there's people coming out saying, oh, didn't Martin Luther King do this in his life? Yes, people in glass houses can't throw stones. 
what of it? Martin Luther King died for people. He died for doing something that is right. And for people to tarnish the man's name is, is just outright disgusting. It's ridiculous. I was just venting about that because it's been on my mind for a while. And people are subjugating all this stuff. It's terrible. I'm going to take the rest of this sound off to pay tribute to a wonderful friend who went to be with the Lord. His name is Chance Flint. Uh, survived by his wife, Michelle, sons, Aaron, and Austin, daughter, Allie, and other great family members. And I just want to tell you people that this man was a true, a true, true, true beacon of greatness as a human being and as a man of God. He would drop anything that he is doing to lift a hand, to lend a hand, of course, to help you out. I know. He did it for us. Garbage disposal was on the brink once. He was there. I needed something as simple as a TV mount being put up. And, and, I, and we told him, didn't have to rush. Came over the same day. No questions asked. Spent an hour with them and we were you know shucking and jiving around just you know just you know enjoying ourselves enjoying the time and he and his son austin came put up tv on the mound put the mound up put the tv up both times we offered him a form of payment he said nope nope absolutely not And all the great things that I hear about, that I heard about him, and I've seen from him myself. He was a great father, great husband. And I guarantee you, when he got there, the Lord said, Well done, good and faithful servant. If there were a hundred thousand of him in the world, well, in just this region, boy, imagine how much better this society would be. It wouldn't be perfect, but it would be better. And the reason why I bring this up is because I see so much division in America that is absolutely asinine and sickening. You know, the thing is that people, you need to wake up. You need to realize what's happening to you right now. You need to realize that these pompous jerks in Washington are not for you. 
They always want to say an attack on democracy, and it's actually a constitutional republic. Wake up, America! Yes, please love and follow the podcast right here on podbean.com and all the other platforms. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Vindog Radio USA and on Getter at Vindog USA. Coming up next, my friend, Mrs. Amanda Head from Real American Voice. Man, this is going to be fun, ladies and gentlemen. She has a new show coming up, and uh, it's going to be cool. We're going to talk about that. And we're just going to cover a lot today. It's going to be the best 37 minutes of your life. <laughs> You're listening to The Kennel right here on Podbean.com. My man, a Money Bin production. Woo! I'm so excited, man. Cock back in A, Money Bin. Yes, and we'll tell her to add you on the socials. He's looking at me right now. <laughs> Back in a minute, sucker. Back in a minute. More with the street shooter himself right after this. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Vindog Radio. What's happening, everybody? Vindog in the house from the Kennel Podcast right here on Podbean.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you. You're so lovely tonight. All right. Now, here's what I really came here to ask you. Would you like to advertise your product or services on our podcast? Hey, just inbox me at VintasticPromo at gmail.com. That is V-I-N-T-A-S-T-I-C promo at gmail.com or you can talk to my man, Money Ben. That's right. You get Money Ben Productions up with a Z on Instagram. Yes, you can DM him or DM me at Vindog Radio USA on Instagram and Twitter also. And we will get back to you and we will work with your budget. Small budget, big budget, large budgets, any budget. We work with everybody. Isn't that right? Yes. Do we work with people that want to spend their money? Yes. Do we know how to promote? Yes. Are we the greatest podcast on earth? Yes. So please promote with the kennel right now and we will take care of you taking care of us because we love all of our people, right? Yes. We love everyone. Yes. We sure do, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Stay tuned. More of the kennel coming up, baby, right here on podbean.com. He shoots straight from the hip and if you don't like it, Go and stuff yourselves. Back to the kennel with Mr. Keeping It Real himself, Dog Radio. Hey, what's up? It's Rick D's in the morning. Don't forget to wake up with me right here. But right now, Dog. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, and please follow me on Getter, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's on uh, Dog Radio USA. That's Dog USA. Ladies and gentlemen, I always bring the good people to you because, as promised, I love doing this. And she is on a awesome network called Real American Voice. You can find it everywhere. And of course, uh, they try to shadow ban us in the media, but it's all good. You know, big tech, they suck. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend, Amanda Head. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. How are you? I am fine and dandy. It's, you know. It's a bad week for Joe Biden, which means it's a good a good week for me and a good week for America. Yeah, it's a good week for us right here. Yes. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, we prefer to, we refer to him on here either by two names. We call him Flashbang or President Brain Dead. So, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah, yeah. You can feel free to use either one of those words when we describe him. So you know, just give my uh, my little crowd a brief uh, you know bio about yourself uh, because I wanted to bring you on, and plus we're really going to chop it up in a couple seconds here. Sure. Okay. So long story short, I moved to Los Angeles from uh, Alabama. I grew up in Hoover, which is a little suburb outside of Birmingham, went to Auburn University and graduated, moved out here, was in the music industry for about 10 years. Um, I was in a, an electro pop duo with another gal and we toured the country. We, we opened South by Southwest. We had two songs on the Billboard Mainstream Top 40, two songs on the Billboard Dance Charts. We were doing really well. And then 2016 came, and I decided that the whole pop star thing had a shelf life. And I wanted to use my voice doing something that had more longevity and something that had more uh, more impact. So I switched over to politics. I didn't know a single person in politics except for a friend of mine, Sean McCutcheon, who was a family friend and I, I knew that he was into politics because he, uh, two years prior to that, had filed a lawsuit against the FEC regarding aggregate campaign donations. And the the deal was at the time, you could, you could donate, you could only donate a certain dollar amount to certain candidates and that remains the same. There's a set dollar amount for local, state, and federal candidates. Mm -hmm. But the FEC at the time had also limited the number of candidates that you could donate to. And my friend Sean McCutcheon filed a lawsuit uh, alleging that that was a suppression of free speech. Went all the way to the Supreme Court and he won. So he was on he was on the media circuit, all the legacy media, Fox News, C, you know, CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, all that talking about uh -huh. my friend Sean who was also a, a big fan of my music career and told him what I wanted to do and he was very bummed he said are you sure you want to go into politics are you sure you want to go into politics and I, was, <laughs> I said yes 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 so he was going to CPAC that year this was January of 2016 uh, CPAC that year was the end of February as it often is and he uh, he had someone who was supposed to be going with him and they weren't able to go so I uh, used his CPAC pass and went to CPAC and as you know they have Media Row where they have you know a lot of radio hosts and podcasters set up in this long string of booths yes. outside of CPAC and so uh, the guy who, who handled his booking in, in a very leap of faith took me on and <clears throat> pushed me into doing some of these radio shows and I started at the beginning of Media Row and just basically would sit down and talk to anyone who would talk to me and I decided that I needed a niche going into CPAC because everybody there, you know, they're politicos, they're people who are, you know, political science graduates, law school graduates and I was like, what, what is my niche? Because there's a Loretta Lynn quote. Uh, to succeed in life, you have to be first, best, or different. I wasn't the first, I wasn't the best, and I was, but I was like, you know what? I can be different because I'm coming from Hollywood. So mm -hmm. I, I went through CPAC talking to radio hosts about being a conservative in Hollywood, and by the media row, uh, a gentleman who, who runs Conservative Commandos Radio came and found me at the end of Media Row and said, we've got our 5 p.m. drive time slot opening up. Would you want to do a radio show? 
And of course, I'm like, wow, yeah, okay, I have no idea how to do this, but let's do it. So I come from humble beginnings where I used to do this radio show from my apartment in Hollywood. I literally, when I had guests call into my radio show, I would put them on speaker on my iPhone and sit it on a shoebox in front of the microphone because I was such a neophyte. I didn't even know how to run. I think I was using Audacity at the time as, as oh, my wow. radio broadcasting platform and software. So um, it started out as a radio show, and then uh, I started my, my website, The Hollywood Conservative, which is an aggregate news website, and that turned into uh, a national spokesperson job for a big super PAC, which at the time was Stop Hillary PAC. You probably remember their attack ads in 2016. I do. And I, <clears throat> I stayed with them through 2018 when I joined... Uh, the Rebel, which is a, a news conglomerate in, they're based out of Canada, but they're very conservative and they had correspondents in the U.S., in the U.K., in Australia, in Israel. So I became one of their U.S. people. And then I joined Real America's Voice and started out with them as a host of America's Voice Live for uh, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time slot. And then I stepped back in 2020 the beginning of 2020 to be their correspondent on the ground with the trump campaign flew 97,000 miles with the trump campaign covering practically every rally uh and then the end of last year they decided that <clears throat> john solomon who runs just the news who just the news serves as our news partner for real america's voice they're kind of the the journalism machine for Real America's Voice, and John Solomon inked to deal with them to host a show on the network. And so they were going through the roster, trying to figure out who would be the best fit as a co-host for him. And after a very long six-month process where I basically sat in purgatory, you know, wondering if I was the person <laughs> who got picked, I found out in October that that was going to go forward. So that show, <clears throat> excuse me, News Not Noise with John Solomon and Amanda Head will launch uh, later this month. And I'm, I'm super excited about that. But, you know, it, it, it's bizarre because five years ago I was still in the music industry and, uh, well, six years ago. And it, it seems like a lifetime ago, but I still have friends in the music industry. And, of course, just like the rest of Hollywood, it has grown more hostile towards conservatives. And I'm just glad I got out when I did. Yeah, I know. I know how that feels getting out of Satan's den. Um, so um, that's that's pretty much of a long resume, and I probably played one of your records on. <laughs> you probably did. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I did because I did top forty radio for a long time. So oh, nice. yeah. So now that that resume is so cool. It seems like we're, we're coming. We're like on the same level of where we come from. You know, by myself being in secular radio in the music industry, and yeah. dealing with the smoke and mirrors of Hollyweird. Um, um, yes. Um, well, how was I going to put this? Oh, so you are like one of the very few women conservatives in Hollywood. Very few. You can actually be counted. And this is kind of a historical thing because. There was a lady uh, I just read up on her by the name of Heather Harper, and she used to be a writer in Hollywood for like tabloids and all that stuff. But she was a very she was very conservative, and she used to take a lot of hits because yeah. of that. Um, 
And then I watched this old school episode of I Love Lucy and she was on there. So, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, over the course of my music career, pretty much every contract I signed, there there was a time when I was a, (laughs) I was a ghostwriter for a hip hop label. Um, So I was writing for some of the big name rappers at that time and Mm -hmm. Stash, which was the electro pop duo. All the contracts I had had gag clauses in them. And there were three things that I couldn't talk about religion, boyfriends and politics. Wow. And I, yeah, I found ways to uh, to kind of get around that. And believe it or not, my music partner, uh, Steph Pro, who who was a part of my, my pop duo, um, she's on our side of the aisle as well. And I'm sorry, Steph, if I'm outing you. Um, but she, you know. We got we your got back here. Really well. Yeah, I know. It, and you know what? Here's the funny thing. I know that people think that uh, conservatives are in the minority in Hollywood. And, and we certainly are. Uh, but I don't think it's a minority to the degree that people think it is because my husband and I, you know, I don't, I don't think we would be able to, to live in this city if we were the only ones, but we have managed to, to insulate ourselves with a pretty darn big group of friends Mm -hmm. who, who are, who are at least reasonable center of the aisle people, if not conservative. Nice. Um, and the, and the beautiful thing about that is that in Los Angeles, you know, it, it's such a melting pot of cultures and races and religions and, and, you know, social preferences. And, and it's amazing because our group of conservative friends here in LA, my husband and I, as, as white people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> you saw a lot of these videos go viral in 2020 of these these impromptu Trump rallies that were taking taking place in in Beverly Hills. Yeah. And it was incredible to see because it was, you know, again, straight Christian white people, we were in the minority and and everybody likes to to pose Trump supporters as this cult of of white people. And when you went to these rallies in Beverly Hills, it was black, it was Asian, Hispanic, white, gay, straight, Jewish, Christian, Indian, I mean, it, it was it was incredible to see, and you know that was that in 2016 was one of the ways that I knew Trump was going to win, mm-hmm. uh, and then in 2020 it was it was how I knew that he was going to increase his vote and and win again because I do believe that he did win. Oh, you and I both we know he won. <laughs> you know what it was? They did not want history to be made by by this guy because he was an outsider for number one. And number two, he was running up the scoreboard when it came to votes. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> but we can discuss that on another episode because that's a long discussion. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so when he won in 2016, I remember uh, my girlfriend went to sl- went to bed and I stayed up because I was laughing at everybody in the jet stream media, including George Stupinopoulos, who were saying, oh, my goodness, how did we get this so wrong? We, we oh, yeah. yeah, Hillary had it by a long shot. Oh my goodness, what happened? And then I turned it onto another network, and then here's Shepard Smith saying, uh, uh, "These are just astronomical numbers. We didn't see this coming." I'm like, "Wait a right. minute!" And he was on Fox. Yeah. But, yeah. But you well, know, you know, I I will reserve. Uh, my comments about Fox because I I did used to yeah, yeah appear yeah. on Fox very often um, mm-hmm. but they 
I will say that they have, have gone a direction I did not expect. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, 2016, that, that night was absolutely glorious and fortunate for those of us on the West Coast. It wasn't really even that late. My husband and I, who was my boyfriend at the time, we were at a bar in Sherman Oaks with a bunch of other Trump supporting people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, at the time I was living in an apartment in Hollywood and there were only 16 units. It was a very small complex and everybody had one parking space. Mm-hmm. And so I knew if I put up a Trump sign in my window, that people would associate me with that apartment, with that parking space. And as we know, the party of, of tolerance is not tolerant at all. And I was fearful that you know, my tires would get slashed or my car would get keyed. So uh, the first time that I met Trump was at a Hindus for Trump rally in Edison, New Jersey. And mm-hmm. it was 10,000 screaming Indians going bananas for Donald Trump. It was incredible to see. Mm-hmm. Modi was there and that uh, was the first time I met him. So I snagged one of the signs from that rally that said Hindus for Trump. And I put that in the window of my apartment because I knew even if people thought they could associate me with that apartment and, and therefore my car, I knew that they, w- they would think to themselves, okay, that can't be Amanda because she's not, she's, she's like the waspiest white girl ever. So obviously that's not her. <laughs> so that, that was my like, my, my con game supporting Trump without people, you know, <laughs> vandalizing my car. But that night was incredible, and we stayed up all night, and I, again, I lived in Hollywood, so my husband, or boyfriend at the time, drove me back to my Hollywood apartment, and to get to my apartment from Sherman Oaks, you take the 101, and you get off at Highland Avenue, and it, there's Hollywood and Highland right there, where, you know... in and out Burger. A, yeah, it, it's See, a bustling street, that's my, and there I know that area. That were still out at 1231 in the morning, and I, I was hanging out my husband's sunroof screaming, Donald Trump. Uh, you know, on the way home, and I, I might have had a few drinks, and so I was, I was really enjoying the night and letting people know how much fun I was having. <laughs> oh man, I, I, can, I cannot tell you how much I was laughing at the results. I, yeah. I, I was uncontrollably laughing for a couple of hours, and I stayed up until like almost like two, three in the morning. Yeah, it, it was just yeah. funny to me. And then I heard the stories of Killary. Uh, breaking stuff in her hotel room and oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh she is so livid she couldn't believe it I said what a well, sore loser I love it coming. yeah <laughs> so let me let me ask you this and and I'm gonna I'm switching this because you you have to have heard about this the other day so a few days ago was MLK day right mm-hmm President Brain Dead himself <laughs> compared. I know you heard this. He compared. Um, hold on, hold on. Not this guy. He compared Martin Luther King to George Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, that hurts my heart. Uh, growing up in the South in Alabama, here's what's interesting. Um, I grew up in a, a suburb outside of Birmingham called Hoover. And when I was in high school, uh, everybody hung out with everybody. You know, you had people that were that, that separated themselves, delegated themselves uh, based on, you know, cheerleading or sports or chess club or debate club or, you know, student government or whatever. Everybody hung out with everybody. And 
I think that in in certain areas of the South, and obviously this this is not a blanket statement to apply everywhere, but I think that there have been strides made uh, across portions of the South in terms of race relations, and Birmingham has really tried to get past that that ugly history of of the 1960s and 70s. And when I moved to LA. Uh, I couldn't believe the racism that existed here. A friend of mine, I, I lived near Hollywood High School, and one of my dear friends, who, she's she's from El Salvador, but she grew up in Hollywood, and she went to Hollywood High School, and she would point out in the parking lot where the Guatemalans hung out and where the white people hung out and where the black people hung out and where the Chinese people hung out. And and I I, I couldn't believe that in a city that purports to be so liberal and open-minded and so free of the shackles of racism. No, you just said the right word, liberal. Yeah, you know, and and so when Joe Biden made that comment, uh, the most depressing part about it to me is that nothing Joe Biden stands for aligns with what MLK taught in his, in his unfortunately, too short years on this earth. Right. Um, and, and when Joe Biden... Now, here, here's the caveat. When Joe Biden said... George Floyd had more impact. If you're talking about the destruction of property, the destruction of federal courthouses, police precincts, private property, streets, stores, cars, businesses, homes, if you're talking about destructive impact, sure, George Floyd definitely had more of an impact. But as far as strides in race relations and healing those racial issues in our country, George Floyd was the opposite direction. He he hurt those things in our country, and I think it's pathetic that 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 you know President Earpiece, as I call him, uh, mm-hmm. but President Brain Dead, when he says things like that. Unfortunately, it's not surprising at all. Yeah, it, it was actually sickening and asinine, and I actually have the audio, but it, it's crazy just to hear this. L- listen to this guy. death did because just like television changed the civil rights movement for the better when they saw Bull Connor and his dogs ripping the clothes off of elderly black women going to church and what in the world is he saying here skin off of young kids he sounds like a cannibal (laughs) (laughs) oh Joe oh Joe you know the man that he was in in Congress with his position on busing, the man that he was in Congress with respect to his relationships with known grand Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan, Grand Dragon people, his relationship with them, that hasn't changed. No. Um, his, his, his narrative has changed, but his, his words don't reflect his heart. And... You know, every once in a while you catch a glimpse of how he really feels. And that's happened numerous times during his presidency already. And we're just, what, a year in? Year year anniversary? So when he made those comments again, it it, it wasn't entirely surprising how ignorant he is to that because he he frankly doesn't care. Absolutely. And last year, during his presidency, during a speech, he dropped the end bomb and went viral. But, you know, the media (laughs) shut that down real fast. Um, Yeah. Joe Biden has a history. I mean, uh, it's like, (laughs) it's out there. He has a history of this. And he's done nothing ever since he's been in office for the last, what, five decades almost? Yeah. 
So I I would love to I would love to see a list of what he has actually done for the black community. And yet you've got Donald Trump who appointed not only black people but black women uh, to positions of power within his administration. Dr. Ben Carson in charge of HUD, uh, employing opportunity zones, uh, the historically black colleges and universities funding. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And but but this is why Democrats. Mm-hmm. Because they can't possibly allow that to be aired out in oxygen on in, in the market of free ideas and free speech. Because if they don't take it down and if they don't suppress those things that Donald Trump did or tried to do in the black community, uh, then, you know, you know what goes to you know what and Democrats can't succeed. Well, and, you know, and, you know, this uh, build back broke thing, it's not just a Biden thing. It's actually a worldwide thing that's going on right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that Joe Biden's like, oh, Build Back Better, revolutionary idea. It's like, okay, but Klaus Schwab didn't, you know, dream of this 30 years ago, and this hasn't been talked about on the global market for 30 years. But okay, sure, yeah, you, you invented this idea of Build Back Better, whatever. So do you guys over at the network uh, study anything about the Great Reset? Yeah, we've got a lot of people who talk about that. You know, Steve Bannon is is very vocal on this. As, as an enduring issue, this is something that involves, of course, companies like BlackRock and, uh, and, and other companies that are seeking for a global community as opposed to, to what, let's say, Trumpism is, which is nationalism and America first. So uh, he talks about it a lot. John Fredericks, who's on at 4 p.m. Eastern, talks about it a lot. I've talked about it a lot. And I think that's probably going to be one of the big topics that John Solomon and I talk about with respect to Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now, you know, people are trying to bury it and says, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. I'm like, wait a minute, but it's been said. It's been put out there. And everybody's favorite, you know, Lieutenant Fauci is at the Global Summit right now. And he spoke the other day. Yeah, I, I always make the joke, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and reality? And these days, it's about six months. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, what was it? They needed, what, two weeks to flatten the curve, and it, it's like, what, almost going to be three years? <laughs> yeah, it, what was it? I think I saw 356 days yesterday, so 357 days now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- that's that's a nice way to flatten the curve. All right, so, you know, we're, we're both California residents. We have the worst tyrannical governor in American history. I mean, he's even got Gretchen Whitmer beat. Oh, yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, Gavin Newscomb. Um, This guy capitulates California to the worst draconian laws. The homeless population is out of control. Uh, It's it's sickening what's what's going on. And, And I don't understand why people always want to say oh you know these guys are great and blah 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 and i'm like how great yeah they're great at destroying everything everybody on the left well i should say 99 percent of people on the left everything they touch it gets it goes to total destruction yeah i call it the reverse midas touch Mm -hmm. um everything they touch you know goes you know instead of going to gold it turns to absolute crap and when you look on the streets of los angeles that's exactly what you see is crap Mm -hmm. um but unfortunately you have these 
drive-by liberals who who don't even really realize the plight of other Californians because they live in their Brentwood bubble or their Pacific Palisades bubble, and they don't even really realize uh, how bad things have gotten. But I think that's turning around because here in Los Angeles, we've got DA Gascon who uh, basically refuses to prosecute for hardly anything. I mean, the threshold used to be, the ridiculous threshold used to be, okay, we're not going to prosecute, you know, $6,000 theft. We're going to consider that a petty theft, but we will prosecute murder. And now we're finding that DA Gascon doesn't even want to prosecute that. And it is finally coming to their doorstep because at the end of last year, uh, a, a woman who was married to a Hollywood mogul was murdered in her home at a holiday party. And Mm. it's, it, it, it will always, you know what, I always say, you might not want to fight the war, but the war will eventually end up at your doorstep, and it is ending up at their doorstep. And I hope that this is a wake-up call for Southern Californians and people in Los Angeles to yeah. George Soros-backed, maniacal, destructive liberal policies. I really, really, you know, I, I have faith in mankind, and I have, I have faith in common sense. And I really hope that the common sense becomes the pandemic in Los Angeles. Yeah, I was going to mention Gascon being a George Soros plant. And, you know, the thing is, I don't know why people like these guys like Gascon and Garcetti. Uh, it's it's like L.A. has just gone to worse. I'm like, I don't even want to go to Los Angeles. I, I just like being in the backwoods here in Riverside County somewhere, you know, hunkered down. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, tourism has suffered as a result of all of this, Um, not only because people have have heard what Los Angeles is like, but, you know, even for people who come here once, they don't come back. This is not this is not a repeat tourism type place, because once they come to L.A. and they they have this perception that Hollywood is beautiful and glittery and glamorous and they come here and it's and it's just the same as any other liberal cesspool in America. So people don't come back. And, and tourism and commerce is suffering. And you would think that, you know, as, as liberal policymakers, as liberal and Democrat leaders in Los Angeles and San Francisco, you would think that even if you don't care about the humanity issues in your own city, you would at least care about the bottom line and the almighty dollar and losing money from tourism. But there, because liberal policy and liberal ideology trumps everything else. Oh, absolutely. And I love it when they say that the January 6th uh, situation was an attack on our democracy. I'm like, America's not a democracy. It is a constitutional yeah. republic, you idiots. And they yeah. still keep Shout on saying to democracy. Shout everyone who knows we don't live in a democracy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? You guys really think that we live in a democracy? Oh my yeah. goodness. That's how far their head is in the sand. Yeah, you know, our founding fathers in their infinite wisdom knew that pure democracies fail, mm-hmm. um, which is why it, it's the reason that our country was set up the way it was as a, a constitutional republic. And when every time, every time anybody says, oh, it's destroying our democracy, I'm like, first of all, we don't live in a democracy. But if we did, uh, the United States of America would cease to exist because pure democracies historically speaking, rarely lasts longer than a century. Exactly. And it's way underwater when it happens. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. (laughs) Just just so much going on. It's sickening. So you you have the new show starting. 
and it's going to be exciting, I know. Um, are you looking forward to having anybody on? Like, I'm sorry, you cut out. Am I, am I looking forward to what? Are you looking forward to having uh, your your dream list of guests? <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! John Solomon is is the most well connected conservative journalist in DC, and I'm just writing his coattails. I mean, I you know I I bring something different to the show than he does. Um, he he is a very measured diplomatic person and obviously i'm not uh so i tend to bring the spice to the show but the list of guests that we have i mean i used to have friends reach out to me and say hey can i come on real america's voice and i'd be like sure let me let me you know forward your information to our producer i can't do that anymore because it's it's like it's gone up a level and Mm -hmm. i can't you know it's it's got to be it's it's members of congress it's presidents of this organization it's you know political leaders in this arena yada 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 it's it's incredible and i i don't know if you're familiar with joseph z yes um okay so joseph z is a friend of mine i met him last summer and he long story short is friends with my in-laws so my husband's parents worked work work for andrew womack ministries and so my parent my uh, parents-in-law okay. Joseph Z at this conference I introduced myself and he said oh yeah I love them so nice to meet you and after that he sent me a very long text message and he you know he very often prophesies and he sent me a message that said uh, in a nutshell uh, you know God has incredible plans for you I see you being in a position where you are conversing with people of power and that is going to be your opportunity. You can turn that into your ministry to make a difference. And here's where I am now. About to have a show where I'm in a position where I'm interviewing people of power every day. And I can have an impact on them. I can have a tangible, hopefully tangible impact on the way that politicians operate in D.C. I hope. That's my hope. Awesome. Hey, now here's your friend Antoine. Social Has media. driven okay. people to, to show you. Antoine, you can't have it both ways. You're on the left, and you guys love to talk about how women should be heard, and yet you keep interrupting me. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I just love the frozen look I'm on his face. I'm, I'm not exactly measured and diplomatic, <laughs> and I love, I love to call people out. So, uh, <clears throat> I, I hope that John doesn't spend his evenings once we launch the show calling his his friends in Congress and apologizing for his co-host behavior, but I am not the type of person. Uh huh. I also have no poker face. I wear my emotions on my face, um, which I'm going to have to tone down the eye rolling because I understand that that's disrespectful, but it is my natural inclination when people say things that I know to be patently false. Right. Um, but you know, that's, that's kind of one of those examples of me just speaking my mind. Exactly. And you know what? That's why I have respect for you. You know, you're a straight shooter and that's how it has to be because a lot of people are not shooting from the hip these days. No, no. It's, you know, I I understand that there there used to be a time and a place where um, we could all be diplomatic uh, and, and measured with each other. But Republicans and conservatives have taken the high road for far too long. 
And mm-hmm. there have to be people in our movement who are willing to roll in the mud with these people. And that's me. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I've even reached out to some people from the dry, the Jetstream Media, you know, to uh, come yeah. on and talk to me. They're like, oh, you know, no, no, no. And then uh, one of my buddies, mm-hmm. he says, you know what? These tards do not want to come on your show because they know that you're going to totally thrash them. I'm like, cool. That's what I want to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. They're cowards. Yeah, they're, cowards. they're never. They're not good one on one. No. Let's just say, well, how you it know, is. God forbid they have to answer for the things that they say. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, Christina Wallace was one of them. That uh, Chris Wallace. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wallace, don't even get me started on that guy. Yeah, my dad. Go, my dad's like that guy's so far left he can't even see straight. Nope. Yeah, nope. It, it's sickening, but it, it's it's definitely all good. At, at least we know where you're standing and where everybody over at um, America's Voice is standing. That's awesome. You know. Yep. Um, so. The show starts when? The end of this month, we are tentatively set for January 31st, but we <clears throat> unfortunately are dealing with supply chain issues with studio equipment and things like that. So I will, I'll be posting updates on, on my social media, on Twitter and Getter and all that. Cool. Let them know where they can find you on social on the social since we got sure. that. Sure. It's uh, on Twitter and Getter. It's at Amanda Head. And on Instagram, it's the Hollywood Conservative. Oh, Cool. Okay, wait a minute. We have each other on Twitter, but we don't have each other on Getter and Instagram. What the heck? Okay, well, we got to fix that. Yeah, we have to fix that problem. (laughs) Oh, man, I want to thank you so much for coming on, Amanda. It was really awesome to finally get you in My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, The next time I have you on, we might have to uh, maul a liberal and throw him to the dog pile, but it's fine. Uh, That's what it's all about. Please, please give me that opportunity. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is a show where I, I love for, you know, someone like you to come on and then we can just totally thrash the person that we bring into the room because uh, they I need to it. be called out for what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? I'm always down. <clears throat> My mom always says to me, she said this to me growing up. She said, Amanda, you don't have to RSVP for every fight you're invited to. And I've tried to adhere to that. But when it comes to politics, if I'm invited to a liberal argument, I'm there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That sounds like that sounds like some advice I got from my parents and I still never take it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, you, you pick up some things from your parents that are really good and mm-hmm. you know, I, I try to adhere to a lot of the good wisdom that they gave me, but there are some things that I just I just can't do, you know? Yeah, and I'm a Gemini, so we just never told the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that cold blooded piece, you know? I know. I know it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. And please like and follow the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. And wherever you shall download podcasts. God bless you. God bless America. Take care of one another. And we are out of here, folks.